how much more sensible that is. I like that I can see both the bars and the time. Bars is useless. <laughs> but it's what I know. <laughs> but now we know. Time. Anyway, hello. I'm just watching it. Did you know that 10 bars is about 18 seconds? If we're in 120, 44 C major. How useful. <laughs> Hysterical history. So, the thing I had to tell you. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so, we were talking about Francis II. Mm-hmm. Like you do. Francis of Valois. Mm-hmm. Of Valois. Mm-hmm. And he died from probably two ear infections. <laughs> Don't laugh. I have to. It's so mean. He's so delicate. So and, I... <laughs> and un, unable... It's like... I don't know, when he was a sick boy. Uh, yeah, and like in the time it would have been sad, but it's like, it's it's not a too soon situation. Yeah, I can laugh. It's not. Um, <laughs> but we were talking about in that episode and you were like, what even happens? Like, is that possible? And I'm like, I think so. Like, oh, if you for- just don't treat it, it mm-hmm. kills you. And he's already sickly. Well, I looked it up because I was curious. And it turns out there was a man in, like, 2015 in England who died of an ear infection. How old was he? He was, like, in his 40s, I think. Oh. Um, yeah, he wasn't, like, crazy old. Did he have, or like, uh, other chronic disease or something? No. What? He just didn't get it treated. What? And apparently, what? Um, if you don't, you can get, like, encephalitis in your brain. What the hell? Because it just, like, keeps going in what there. What the hell? <laughs> No. Yeah, so it's bad, dude. So, yeah, if your ear hurts, go to the doctor, please. And then your brain's on fire and you die. and you die. What the hell? So it's pretty bad. No. (laughs) It's the worst thing I've ever heard. And it happened recently to a man. And I'm about to tell you some (laughs) wild things. (laughs) That's the worst thing. Yeah. So, like, you know, it is funny in, like, the idea of it, but it's actually pretty bad. (laughs) What? And they definitely had no way to fix it at the time. <laughs> Did so. you not? Well, at what point were you like, well, it's too late now to go to the doctor? I just like, because I've had ear infections. <sighs> like, like usually you get them when you're kids, like when you're a kid, right? Um, and they hurt. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason that you, like, parents know their kid has an ear infection. It's because <laughs> they, they yell, tell them. They yell about it. Yeah, and they, like, pick at their ear because that's where it hurts. And so I'm like, why didn't you go to the doctor? Like, right. it has to hurt very bad. Uh-huh. And then you get encephalitis, and then your brain has to hurt. And then you start, your like, head. hallucinating and having, like, blackouts. Yeah. And so, like, why don't you go to the doctor? Extreme <laughs> fevers. And at no point were you like, maybe it's treatable. <laughs> no, you're like, this is my life now. I guess this is just who I am now as a human. <laughs> what? It's very sad. We're very sorry for what? that. But it's incredibly preventable. So <laughs> just please go to the doctor. Go get some antibiotics. What's... That's that is some weird stuff you just laid on me. Well, and it's like it's funny because it's like I understand to a point because like I often have like weird random pain, but it like goes away pretty fast. And I like <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll be like, if this keeps happening to me, uh-huh. and I still have this in like a week, I need to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. But then it never it lasts for a week. So then I'm like, well, it's over now. Right. It's like whenever you look at those lists that are like top ten signs that you shouldn't ignore that you might have cancer. Yeah. And the first one's like your eyes bleed sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> who would ignore that? Who would ignore it if their eyes were bleeding? <laughs> this man. <laughs> this man did. Whoops. Because it's like, how bad does that pain have to be before you're like, well, I guess my ear just hurts forever. Right? It didn't hurt, but like, how could it not hurt? Right. I think it had to hurt. 
It would be really sad if the doctor was like, uh, I don't know. It's just maybe it's like a tickle. No, It'll there's a reason they look in your ears like when you go for a regular checkup. And it's because like the, you, it's really easy to get them. Yeah. And have gunk know. in your ears. I don't know, man. So, you know, go to the doctor. Get your ears checked. Oh, oh my gosh. So, yeah, get your ears checked. Uh, this is hysterical history. Welcome. Have we said that yet? I don't, <laughs> no, I don't remember. I don't think so. Every, everything's been so wild and fast. <laughs> I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. And now you know. And now I'm worried. My <laughs> ears itch and all now, the time. And now suddenly my ears are incredibly painful. Like all the time I have an unusually high production of like ear grease. Mm. So they they always are like itchy or drippy or something terrible. Mm, drippy. I mean, yeah, fascinating. Not like, you know, you tilt your head and it just like splooges out. Splooge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mentioned that or like how I needed Q-tips. Yeah. And my Italian grandmother was like, you always need Q-tips. And my dad's like, yeah, that's been a thing yeah. forever. The doctor said we like weren't good at taking care of her. In the Q-tip department mm. when she was even a baby. So it's been, like, forever. Yeah. Did you see that they're making, like, reusable Q-tips now? Mm. You, like, wash them. Mm. They're, like, plastic. Okay. Well, sure. I didn't see. I'm just going to – I'm like, you're going to lose it. I don't subscribe same, to that <laughs> newsletter. It's the same size. Like, you're going to lose uh, it. Yeah, you are. You're definitely going to lose it. <laughs> they just get you, like, a – it's, like, the tiniest purse, <laughs> but it's just for your Q-tip. Or, like, your muscle, like, reaction is just going to take over and you're just going to flick it into the toilet yeah. or into the garbage. Automatically. Like, oh, no, that was my robotic you have to, mecha Q-tip. And then you have to either dig through the toilet water or through the garbage can Yikes. to get it back. <laughs> mecha. What are you talking about? Like, it's a robot or it's something. It's not a robot. It's like, just plastic. Like, maybe you click a button and little, like, no. tentacle things come you out. You just wash it. And, like, get all the grooves and stuff. Okay, anyway. We're done talking about ears. Sorry for people who don't like to talk about ears. <laughs> That's my one my, trigger warning. <laughs> my one post-traumatic stress trigger is ears. I mean, you don't. Some people are really grossed out by ears. Ears are very gross. Yeah. I mean, they're not the grossest thing, but any orifice, any opening. Did you see where people were, like, getting parts of their ear cut off? Like a piercing? No, like they're cutting holes, like big holes and removing skin. Mm, I, for fashion. Again, I don't <laughs> think we subscribe to the same email chain. Anyway, what are we talking about today? <laughs> do dinosaurs have ears? Let's talk about it. Uh, I mean, they do. They have holes. Yeah, they probably got like little ear holes. Yeah, like, like but they don't have reptiles. like. They don't have lobes. All this bit on the outside. Probably. I mean, it would be all soft tissue. <laughs> It'd be weird. The odds are against it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Sophie and B. Pibbles. Sophie's choice. Sophie's, no. <laughs> no, Sophie. This was Sophie's choice. This, it was, oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> so Sophie's choice was that we talk about dinos. Was, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to argue, but you were right. <laughs> you're right, it is Sophie's choice. It's true, that's two truths. <laughs> and, you know, we've kind of had a theme so far, talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the theme has been mistakes. <laughs> and we're yeah. going to talk about dino mistakes. Oh, exciting. <laughs> you know, there's when, a lot of them. There's a lot. You know, when you make a mistake with a dinosaur and you just have to throw it in the garbage. When you say that its head is its butt. Throw them away. 
Yeah, we've talked about some before. Mm-hmm. Just as a general overview, the um, the rigorousness and like the soundness of things that we think about in science mm-hmm. is not like like predetermined. It doesn't just like appear magically. No, it's all a process. Yeah. Um, and the scientific theory is self-correcting to a point, but it works very slowly. You got to do some guess and check. You got to do some guess and check. And it depends on a lot of things, like what are the standard other theories at the time? What evidence do people have to go on? Um, do they have other people who just want them to fail miserably? <laughs> and so they purposefully sabotage. <laughs> are they being purposely sabotaged? Are, do they have any personal biases? Um, are they just like a nasty boy? Nasty boy. Are they just like a nasty, rowdy boy? <laughs> uh, and they just like... I don't know, want the world to burn. We're not really going to talk about it, but there was a case like in the 2000s, I think, like a lot of uh, made up fossils coming out of, I think the famous one was out of China. Okay. And it was like a new feathered dinosaur, but it was just like Mm. a smushed chicken dinosaur (laughs) and like all the bones were fabricated and people were like this isn't real um no this is like not a real creature this is like really not real uh and it it takes some time to correct bad theories just like it takes time to uh figure out that good theories are correct right uh unless it's like a very very bad idea that you had and like so bad that everyone in the room knows that it, immediately that the thing you just said was not good. And they just look at you, side eye. <sighs> and everyone, like, looks at each other, and they're like, do they're we, like, like <clears throat> should we, like, tell him? Or is it funnier if we don't tell him? Is it funnier if we tell him or we don't tell him that, like, we kind of have had the shape of the earth on lockdown since the 3rd century BCE? Ooh. Like, I can't believe <laughs> this is happening. How did this happen? <laughs> this is so awkward. I can't believe he's up for tenure. Well, anyway, uh, dino mistakes, just throw them in the garbage. The um, the big general one is feathers. Hmm. Feathers, right? Because, like, do dinosaurs have feathers? Some of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. They have feathers. But, like, you heard it's here. probably hard to know that just from looking at bones. Right, because some a lot of the bones don't have them, but then you find fossils that are like just like dripping with feathers. Mm-hmm. They're just like filthy with them. Right, and it's like, oh, that one, yeah, I guess feathers. But like, you know, we didn't know that in the '90s or whenever we made Jurassic Park. So everyone's like, no feathers. <laughs> and it's hard because like no dinosaur is gonna come up and be like, um, actually, I had feathers. They all died. I. I had I am a big feather boy. You know, it'd be great if we had dinosaur ghosts who haunted paleontologists, <laughs> and all the paleontologists were like, "Shut up, Velociraptor!" Uh, until they corrected the mistakes. Shut up! You're a skeleton, shrink wrapped in scale flesh. Go to your room. All I can think about right now is there's a scene in Friends where one of his like uh, you know Ross is a paleontologist and at that time he's uh, I think being a professor at NYU mm-hmm. and one of the students asks like what sounds they made <laughs> yeah and he's like well we don't know but this is what I think they said <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. then proceeds to make what he considers dinosaur sounds have you ever heard a heron make a a sound 
Not that I can Heron remember. Is like a kind of water bird. You, you've told me about it before, but I don't know if I've actually heard one. I heard one once because they're not usually like very vocal. They're not songbirds. No. But I heard one once and I'm like, holy, what the hell was that? <laughs> that was a freaking dinosaur. Ooh. But. It's just a nasty boy. It just sounds like a, a car alarm. <laughs> like, <laughs> a, <laughs> like a dog mixed with a car alarm mixed with something just very angry yeah. and throaty. And just From the deep. Nasty. Uh, so if you want to know what a dinosaur sounds like, it probably sounds like a bird. Yeah. Something between a bird and a, a big bird. A big bird. A, B, C, D, E, S. Big bird time. <laughs> so we've talked about dinosaur mistakes on here before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had um, basically anything early American paleontologists Cope and Marsh did. They were basically human incarnations of dinosaur mistake. Yeah. Um, and they both should have gone in the garbage. But see our episode on the Bone Wars. We'll mm-hmm. go into more details. But the the one that kind of starts off the Bone War, which is about as homoerotic as it sounds, mm-hmm. depending on how you wish to interpret it. Mm-hmm. But basically, Marsh and Cope start out as friends. Yep. They even like name stuff after each other. Like they discover stuff, and they're like, "I'm gonna name it after my BFF Cope or Marsh," and they're like really cute it's very about cute. it. They're very like they're like the stupid cute. I mean, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, can they just not? Yeah, this is gross. Please stop. Uh, I wish they wouldn't, and then they don't for the rest of their lives. They're just yeah. like very intensely frenemy Bitter obsessed rivals with each other, and it's like, wow, I wish they hadn't done that. Oh, I should say too. I'm not. I was not really a dinosaur kid, mm-hmm. so I only sort of know about dinosaurs okay. in general. I was a super dinosaur kid. Like I, like I thought I was into dinosaurs until I met real dinosaur kids, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm a fake fan. Oh, that's so cute. Like, yeah, yeah I like dinosaurs, and they're like, let me tell you about dinosaurs. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, oh, you're like, yikes. <laughs> You're really into dinosaurs. You think you are a dinosaur. Oh. It's like when you think you like horses and then you meet a horse girl. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> so true. Oh. But yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to say I'm medium low on dinosaurs. Okay. Medium low on dinosaurs. Because I've never learned anything else since I was a child. So they start out as friends and then they had a falling out. Which turns into a lifelong obsession with each other in a negative way. Why are you so obsessed with me? And it, they just get nasty. It's very rowdy, very dirty. A lot of tears and TNT spent over this relationship over the course of their lives. Dynamite. Uh, but the highlight kind of when it kicks off into the actual war mm-hmm. is when Cope had put together a specimen of uh, Elasmosaurus, which is a sea reptile. It's kind of a, a Nessie type uh-huh. for you non-dinosaur aficionados. Your, yeah, your typical Nessie type. When he placed the head on it, though, he picked the wrong end. He put it on the butt. He put it on the butt. So it's got like this little, this little tiny neck and this real long tail. Mm-hmm. And he puts it out on display and everyone's like, ooh, ah. And then Marsh gets there and he's like, you done hacked up. Ugh. Clearly it's on the wrong end and he just like plucks it off and it fits perfectly on the actual neck. And it's so embarrassing. It's like, 
I don't know, like, the worst nightmare you could ever have about Mean Girl High School. Right. It's like, it's the worst thing that could happen to you. It's like the worst person (laughs) who could correct you in front of people who are, like, so impressed with how cool you are. And then they just, like, destroy you. He has, like, cold sweat nightmares about this for the rest of his life. Yeah. I can guarantee. Uh, And not only does Marsh point it out and correct him, but he writes an article about it. Yeah. He uh, will continually bring it up at conventions. Of course. And parties, you know. He's never letting that go. Casual get-togethers. It's probably to the point where, like, a friend comes over. He's like, did I ever tell you the time when that idiot Cope put the head on the butt? And I was like, hell no. And they're like, yeah, I've heard it eight times. Yeah, you told me that one. He's like, isn't it great? You want to hear it again? Yeah, you want to hear about that time I did the thing? Uh, But Cope wasn't the only one putting heads on wrong, though. (laughs) Wrong. And wrong. 1879 workers for Marsh in, I want to say, Wyoming, found two very nice sauropod skeletons. Those are the... Big, four-legged, plant-eater, long-neck boys. Those are my favorite boys. Yeah, long-neck boys. I love them. Uh, And they're impressively complete, except they're missing their heads, Mm. which I've learned uh, is a common problem. I don't know if for all sauropods or just uh, patasauruses, which is the bodies they found. Yeah. Which the the connecting bit between the skull and the neck is very flimsy. So they they just, like, shoot off as soon as the dinosaur dies. Or maybe when they don't die, they just, like, turn their head too fast and it just goes shooting head eject. (laughs) It's like an emergency eject button when they get scared. Kaboom! They go, pow! (laughs) That'd be very scary to a predator. (laughs) It's like an octopus ink, but even more metal. Pew! Shoot your head right in their face. They're like, so scary. No, and they run away. That's how you save the rest of your, like, herd. (laughs) You shoot your head off. (laughs) Then that's how, uh, that's how Littlefoot's mom actually died. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) What? Too soon? Too soon? Yeah, always. (laughs) Uh, So Marsh wanted to show both of these skeletons off, but he didn't have any heads. So we just, like, put, he just gave one of a head with a skull he found nearby. No. He's like, that one will work. No. And he gave the other one a skull from something he found in Colorado. No. It's terrible. Don't. It's like, what are you, this is terrible He's for. just Frankensteining dinosaurs. He's just, don't. He's Frankensteining the hell out of him. And then he has the gall to dub this a new species. He calls it Brontosaurus. Right, because I've always heard Brontosauruses aren't real. It's not real. Which is fine, but, like, when people said that to me, like, when I was like little. A, they're a dick about it. Well, and when I was little, that was a dinosaur that I remember. Yeah. Like, people that was, but then they were like, it's not real. But it was my favorite one, because I just like that type of dinosaur. Yeah. But, like, we called them brontosaurus, all of them. Mm-hmm. And so then it was just, like, people told me my favorite dinosaur wasn't real, and that just <laughs> made me mad. It's a fake dinosaur. And I was like, that's rude. Why are you like this? Leave me alone. I just want to love my dinos. Mm-hmm. See, I like brontosauruses or like that type of dinosaur. I don't know. What what did you say? What's the name? Uh, Patasaurus. Patasaurus. I like that type of dinosaur because they're like giraffes. They're like long neck and they're like cute and they just mm-hmm. eat leaves and then they're like whack. And they can live for a really long time. They're so big. <laughs> and I just learned they can projectile shoot their head. <laughs> they have emer- awesome. emergency evacuation heads. Where the brain just get, gets shot into space. Yeah, giraffes don't do that. They just kick stuff in the face. <laughs> giraffes are an inferior species in many ways. <laughs> I mean, but they're still light. They're still pretty cute. 
so the fossils were found to be adults of an already discovered species. Duh. Duh, Apatosaurus. And the naming convention for, like, when you find a new species, the first person who names it, that name gets priority. Mm -hmm. So if someone finds something that looks similar later and they're like, oh, I name it this, and people find out it's the same thing as something else, uh, your name doesn't count. Yeah, it gets demoted back to the original name. Uh, But it wasn't corrected until 1903 or something. Mm. Like, some scientist in the Field Museum was like, this is wrong. Right. I don't know why he has that accent. (laughs) Be strong. Uh, But since then, we've... Also discovered the skulls that he threw on top of them belong to a Camarasaurus, a discovery of his arch rival, Cope. Mm. So he like um he like wasn't involved in that in, in, in any way. <sighs> Stupid. It's just like every checkbox he did not check it. It's like the least scientific thing you could do. I found these in Colorado, so I'll just plug it on here because it doesn't have a head. <laughs> the skeleton I found in Wyoming. And then people will just believe it. Probably the same. What are the odds that there's more than one type of dinosaur? <laughs> Hopefully good because that's your whole goal. Right? I mean, you and your friend and me discovered like 137 new dinosaur species or something. Yeah. You know there's more than one. So stop. Oh, so... Uh, while we're pooing on Marsh, this is great. Uh, have you ever heard the myth that dinosaurs are so big they have, like, a second brain? I think so. I've heard that, I think, specifically about, like, stegosauruses. Yeah, it's very popular with stegos. Marsh is the one who proposed this mm-hmm. originally, 1800s. They have, like, a body brain? Yeah, they got it's a, somewhere, it's a specific place in the body. Okay. Stegosaurus and sauropods, he thinks, were just too big mm-hmm. uh, for their tiny brains to control that badonkadonk they Did they, they know about, like, T-Rexes and stuff? Um, hmm, did they? Because, like, those are way bigger. No, they're not. They're not? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought they were bigger. Sauropods, I mean, not all sauropods. Not, hashtag not all sauropods. <laughs> but sauropods in general are, like, the biggest ones. Oh, are. okay. Um, are t- T-Rexes just taller, or are they not taller? I mean, they're big for, like, meat boys. Yeah. But kind of like, um, you know, how polar bears are big, but elephants are bigger. Oh, sure. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I think there's That's a point fair. where, like, you just can't eat enough as a meat In person. my mind, stegos are just, like, they're big, but they're, like, low to the ground. Yeah. So they're just oh, not very well, tall. Stegos, they might be bigger than stegosaurus. I don't think they're bigger than sauropods. Okay. Like, long neck boys. Okay. But now that oh, you, long necks. Okay. Now that you mention, when was T Rex discovered? T Rex discovery. So yeah, so T Rex was one of the ones they discovered during the Bone Wars, eighteen ninety two. Okay. Uh, who was it? Cope discovered two vertebrae. Uh, I don't know how much they knew about it though. Right. Like, doesn't sound like they had a full boy. Yeah. And I think the problem, too, is not just that T-Rex is big, mm-hmm. but that stegos and brontosauruses or whatever you want to yeah. call them are big and have very small brains. Right. They got, like, those walnut brains. Tiny brains. They got those little bird brains. And he's like, there's no way. It's impossible. But he noticed that the vertebra canal over the hips in some specimens mm-hmm. had this enlarged cavity area inside them that was even larger than the cranial cavity. Uh. He's like, that's even bigger than the brain. And he writes, 
This is a most suggestive fact. Mm, suggestive. Uh, and in 1881, Marsh described a uh, similar bone cavity in Stegosaurus. So at first he's talking about long neck babes. Right. And he's like, Stegos. He's like, he describes it as a posterior brain case. He's got that booty brain. Uh, so he's like, hey, guys, what if it has an ass brain? <laughs> what if... Uh, I mean, there's no way the thoughts could get all the way down to its posterior. <laughs> there's got to be a second one. It's such a weird, it doesn't, what? What if stegos have brains and they asses? Did he not think about, like, actual animals that have small <laughs> brains that are big? Uh, I don't, I don't know what I he don't, thought. Because I, like, I don't, like, I don't think giraffes have, like, humongous brains. They got tiny heads. No. But they got big old bodies. Yeah, and elephants. I don't know they're not like too. as big probably, but still. And like, uh, we have animals <laughs> that you can look at. We have animals. Like that are similar. You know we have animals. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. He's not an animal boy. He's a bone boy. <laughs> he is a bone boy. And also like dinosaurs are weird mythic, semi-mythic yeah. things and like who and reptiles and like all the big <laughs> ones we have now are mammals and yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm and, not a science girl. And this is the thing, too, like, when, um, when like, the sciences don't meet anywhere. <laughs> no, you they, know what hate, I mean? they hate each like, other. Like, they're so, at this time, they're <laughs> so separated and, car- and like, compartmentalized yeah. that, like, no, you know, nobody who knows a lot about, like, elephants and giraffes are probably going to these, like, no. openings with dinosaurs because they don't care. No, like, maybe, like, the geologists go. Yeah, but that's, like, they don't know anything about animals. <laughs> They just, they like rocks. Not enough. <laughs> that's, that's their slogan. We Not like enough. rocks. So this theory is pretty dead. Yeah. Uh, I think the... It's, I mean, it's so... It would make them so complicated compared to everything else. Right. So it really doesn't logically make sense. Literally everything else. <laughs> Most of our carbon-based life forms operate in a very specific way. Like... And no other species even around those species have second brains. So why would they? So, like, where did this brain go? Mm-hmm. Where what, did it come from? What evolutionary purpose is it serving? Uh, and, and to be fair, it is hard because, you know, brains don't fossilize. Yeah, really. they're tissue. It's empty. Mm-hmm. I think the current theory is it's um, energy storage, like glycogen is stored in there, sure. maybe. Who knows? Okay. Oh, but... Uh, but gosh, <laughs> but <laughs> the gosh, when you talk about this topic and just like anything where you're like, hey, maybe this isn't like what it was. Maybe yeah. it's this thing now. Yeah. And we have like new information. It's yeah. different. And like more educated guesses. Yeah. Uh, and I was, this is on the Smithsonian Magazine website. Mm-hmm. Great website. The definitely. comment section just gets wild. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Just gets wild. And I got to read. People get so mad about dinosaurs. I, I like, have. I mean, they're at least as mad as people are about, like, Pluto. Like, they get so mad. It's, like, so much. Let me see. If because, I like, can. so many people are dino kids that then when you correct them, they, like, crumble, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's like you took away part of their childhood and their life. Right, just like like you were talking about. It's like, yeah. you, can't, you can't say my, my saurus is not real. Right. You can't say that. Also, that's like the rudest thing when you're a kid. 
Right. If I was like, my favorite animal is a unicorn. If Kika was like, unicorns aren't real. You're not real. Like, I would, yeah, I would have cried. I was a little crybaby kid. And I'm a crybaby <laughs> adult, so it makes sense. I would have cried all over you. I would have cried on you and ruined your shirt. But I have to read you part of this one comment. Please. Because I it, love reading people's comments on these. It was so, it's so much. And I think it might be Marsh like possessing the ch- the body of like a 7 year old <laughs> and commenting like real hard on the Smithsonian website fascinating <laughs> but here here it goes a dinosaur is not a tree is that, is that it? <laughs> no. Okay. A dinosaur is not a tree in which its biological processes doesn't need an a bioelectric brain. Every kidney, spleen, organs, etc. needs a control center to receive and take orders from. And the article given by this author shows disregard to the complexity of the workings of the reptilian or mammalian brains plus neural masses. And also dinosaurs are really huge and may need a different nervous system designed to manage all that large mass of living flesh. And then it signs off, this article sucks. Sad face. <laughs> also sucks as S-U-X-S. Well, of course. Oh, an, an extra S. Oh. If you have the X, you don't need another. You don't need an S. <laughs> this article sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> the X creates all the sounds that you need for CKS. That's what X's do. A dinosaur is not a tree, Alexis. <laughs> I know. It sounded like a poem. <laughs> the beginning. Biological. A dinosaur is not a tree. <laughs> its biological processes doesn't need in a biological brain. It just like was the article suggesting it had no brain. Like that's what he makes it sound like. Uh, no, it has a brain. Yeah, like it sounds like the article was just like maybe this is where energy happens. Uh, maybe there's it just has another use that has right, or maybe that's where a whole bunch of its organs are. How you don't know. That's where it keeps its snacks. Yeah, it whatever. Keeps Skittles Maybe in it's there. It's got a giant stomach right there. Who cares? Yeah. It's got a little like ass stomach. Yeah, whatever. Maybe it's where it keeps its like iPod. Maybe it's where it holds all the poop. Whatever. Whatever. A dinosaur is not a tree. <laughs> it's not. Uh, okay. I need to write a poem now that starts a dinosaur is not a tree. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> uh, no, dinosaurs are fuel for trees. They're and cars. They're tree fuel, fuel trees, and for my car. Actually, it's more like bacteria. Vroom vroom. Anyway, so uh, we've talked a little bit also about certain past American presidents who were really about compensating for their small dicks by mm-hmm. claiming America's fauna is a lot bigger than Europe's. Thomas Jefferson. It's Thomas Jefferson. Tommy J, baby. My moose is bigger than your moose. What a loser. (laughs) He's such a freak. (laughs) You're a freak. We don't, like, hate him, I want to (laughs) say. It's just, like, he's so much. People love him for no reason. They're like, he wrote uh, our important documents. He was important. He was a president. They don't know anything about him. He's one of the hotter founding fathers. Sure. But once you start reading about him, you're like, what's wrong with you? Like, you're something strange is happening. Something weird's up with You've you. You've got a weird thing going on. Thomas. Tommy. I believe this was mental floss. 
where okay. this is from. But they have lots of great articles. Uh, they had their opening line for this. Amazing. They're so good. <laughs> you might want to cut it. In decades past, American presidents apparently had hobbies other than playing golf and eating at McDonald's. <laughs> I would never cut that. That's amazing. Uh, and so I could also describe like 12 presidents. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's has been around. Since McDonald's has existed for a while. It's not like it's about anyone specific. That's like 18 people. Uh, they had other hobbies. Yeah. And uh, Thomas J. I mean, there was no McDonald's to go to. He had to do something. There was probably no Jolf. I think golf probably existed, but maybe not here. It wasn't, like, popular, I no, bet. No, no, no. That it wasn't popular. No. Not a lot of, like, open, grassy fields. No. Yet. Yet. Uh, We're coming for you. But we've talked about how he kind of, like, tomb-robbed a lot of Native American burial sites. Tomb-raided. Tomb-robbed. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Of course he did. So he was into, like, the weird, scary kind of, like, archaeology, but also paleontology. I thought you were going to say, so he was into stealing. <laughs> he was into crime. Robbery. Crime boy. Raiding tombs. <laughs> Slavery. Which is Anyone? people theft. Hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, people theft. Stealing their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as early as 1790s and the art, mental thoughts before it was cool. Yeah. He's like ahead of the curve. 100%. Uh, which I think just means he's at a this, loser. <laughs> yeah, at this moment, no one cares at all. Have you ever been the first one to adopt a trend if you're not a cool kid? It doesn't make you cool. And honestly, it really doesn't make you, like, it becomes cool because other people do it, not mm-hmm. because you do it. No, I wore Converse shoes when I was in, like... I don't know, like mm-hmm. around kindergarten, everyone thought it was so stupid. Yeah. They're like, those are ugly. That's the thing. Like, just because you start a trend doesn't make you cool. Like, someone has to make it cool. Yeah. And it's not you. It becomes cool because someone who is cool did it. A cool person did it. Uh-huh. And it's not you, Thomas Jefferson. It's not you, Thomas. We've seen your bed. <laughs> so uh, some uh, befuddled miners in... Uh, West Virginia find some bones in a cave and they're like, what the hell is this? No. That's weird. Well, they're, and they're big, I'm assuming. Yeah, and they just like send them to Jefferson. They're like, just send him to that weirdo. He'll love. <laughs> he loves bones. He will love this. Gosh, I just imagine all of the like archaeologists and paleontologists like cringing, hearing like some <laughs> teenage losers <laughs> find some bones and mail them to the president in 1790. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they didn't. They don't know how to do anything. Like, they're they, not. They're gonna damage them so much. <laughs> they're gonna damage them. They didn't take any notes about like no. the strata of stone that it was found in. They didn't take any notes. Ruining what it. What cave was it found in? They're all like in. It's basically dust by the time it arrives. Yeah, it's like there's that like Chinese artist guy. I think I think he's Chinese, who like had like a Ming vase or something and destroyed it. <laughs> and yeah. it was like I'm like I get your point, but also like. That's historical. Please don't break it. Mm-hmm. Like, cool art, bro. Yeah. And I was just like, this, don't destroy historical things, please. Uh, it's a good thing we have extra. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing we can make more. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So Thomas Jefferson looks at these and he looks, it has like long claws, like dangerous looking dagger claws. Mm. And he's like, that's totally a big giant lion cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. Probably like a big tiger. It's a really big cute cat. It's probably like a huge cat. <laughs> it's like the biggest cat you've ever seen. I mean, like he doesn't know what dinosaurs are. 
<laughs> he has no reason. Uh, note, this is not a dinosaur. It ends up not being oh, a dinosaur. Oh, okay. Is it a big kitty cat? No, it's okay. not that either. He's he's still wrong. It's still a mistake. <laughs> like, is he right? <laughs> what? That's never happened before. No, this one's just a prehistoric thing. Okay. Thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what it is. It's Please. Not, it's not a secret. But he writes, as preeminent over the lion in size as the mammoth is over the elephant. Mm. He's like, my cat's bigger than your cat. It's bigger than a mammoth to mm-hmm. an elephant. And uh, he thinks in his head, he's like, that animal probably is still like out there in Oregon somewhere. <laughs> Like, it's out there. It's, it's funny because at this point, Oregon is, like, most of America. <laughs> yeah. But, like, in modern times, it's like, he's just being really specific. I bet <laughs> yeah. it's in Oregon. I bet it's in Oregon. I bet if you go to Portland, there's a, like, giant cat just running yeah. around. Yeah, East Portland, I have seen it. East Portland. Like, you have to get across the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of near the Rose Garden. Yeah. You get around, you know. It's near their, like, convention centers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go around, there's a giant lion that will occasionally just murder people. It loves being in that, like, parking structure, you know. So the animal, um, he named it Megalonyx, which is giant claw. Uh, and it's one of the giant ground sloths that uh, that used to roam America. Oh, no. A giant ground sloth. Mega sloth. A mega sloth. <laughs> oh, I bet it was so fast and it <laughs> kills so many big things. Such a big kitty cat. I bet it was so scared. Lion. Oh. Big lion cat. It's mm. a sloth. It's a sloth. Oh, I love it. But it was one of the first big uh, important fossil finds in yeah. the U.S. and prompted first uh, and second scientific papers published Good for in you, West Virginian teens. The sloth's official formalized name was later uh, Megalonyx jeffersonii. After don't, don't. After, I thought it was a kitty cat. After the the boy himself. Oh God! He doesn't deserve this. He does. He doesn't deserve this. I thought it was a cat. He's on a coin. He's had enough. I'm on a coin. <laughs> he doesn't deserve the sloth as well. Mm-mm. But then who does? <laughs> the West Virginian teens. It should be Megalonyx. They dug them up. West Virginia or something. If, it would be so funny because if they had like actually, like if people at the time had asked them to name it, like they would have named it something so stupid. <laughs> They've been like, um, the butt fart. It's the butt fart. <laughs> a saurus. Big club butt fart. <laughs> they just have to do it in Latin. <laughs> uh, email us with what that is in Latin. Yeah, if you speak Latin, big club butt fart. There's at least one classicist out there who knows how to do it. Yeah. This is what you got your degree for. <laughs> this is why you are who you are. Hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. All right. So, uh, um, I want to um. say someone was talking about this and they subtitled it, I want to fix this. Okay. Because it's about Iguanodon. Oh, Iguana. Iguana fix this. For some reason. I go wanna fix this. For some reason it was spelled differently in my mind. It's like I had yeah. no idea. And it's either Mental Floss or Thought Co. Sure. Both good places Both to be. Both good. Uh, but Iguanodon was the second dinosaur to be named, mm. like, ever. Does it look like an iguana? No. Have anything to do with ig- iguanas? Mm, no. What? I mean, it's, they're animals. What is it? It's a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> like, what, what is it, what is it like, 
what, like, what does it Related look like? Related to, yeah. Uh, A green and I think I think you'll recognize it. Do you remember that like weird semi live action y Disney movie? It was or maybe it was like Pixar. They were just called Dinosaur. Uh-huh. Uh I think the main character dinosaurs were iguanodons. Okay. They got like little spikes on their toes and their plant ears. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just kinda walk- I've seen them before. Yeah, they just kinda like walk around and yeah. enjoy life. Cute. Um Yeah. They're related to other things that look like them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like other animals. Cool. Uh, but no one knew this at the time, 1822. They found a tooth, uh, and it was found by either Dr. Gideon Mantell mm. or his wife. Hey. Marianne Martell. I wonder. It's probably her. I want, it's probably her. Yeah. I wonder. But Mantell is the one who realizes because he's, like, obsessed with, like, the dinosaur craze that's sweeping the nation. What a loser. He's kind of a loser. <laughs> All dinosaur people are secretly losers. We know this. They're all Ross. It's like super cool, but we know it's like not. They're all Ross from Friends. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He realizes that it's like super old and like a fossil and not just, you know, just like a random bone, random tooth bone, stone piece. Uh, And Iguanodon becomes, it's like the T-Rex of its day. It's a celebrity. Oh, really? It's a celebrity fossil. Weird. Uh, I think partly because they think it's, like, way cooler than it is. Because they only have a tooth. They only have a tooth. Yeah. Hard um, to tell uh-huh. a lot from a tooth. Hard to really build an image based on a tooth. <laughs> it could look like anything from a Unless tooth. Unless you're, like, really good at that. Yeah. And some people are, you know, you'll hear be like, we found a, a fragment of a thigh bone, and here's an artist rendition, and it's, like, a full animal. And you're like, right. how do you know any mm-hmm. of that? That's incredible. Scoozy? Uh, but it's a sensation. There's an 1853 dinner at London's Crystal Palace. I think you've, you may have seen they get a guy to, like, build life-size sculptures of all these animals, and they put them around like it's a big zoo. Oh. And uh, people come, and preeminent scholars, like, dine inside a scale model of one of the iguanodons. <laughs> it's like the shiz. It's so nerdy. But let me let me find inside of it. Crystal. That's palace. so awkward. Iguanodon. It looks nothing. How, how big is it? Is it huge? It's kind of big. You see? Or are they like hunched over and like touching each other? <laughs> <laughs> it looks nothing like the it first looks image. Looks ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so, listeners, do you know like the super old, like almost stop motion films of dinosaurs <laughs> where they're all just like angry pet lizards? Yeah. But it's like a lizard mixed with an angry pit bull. It looks like, it looks to me like a combo of um, like a big cat and a gorilla. Yeah. Because of its feet and then its head is weird. <laughs> it's just like so thick. And then also like, a lizard like or, may- like, something. Like, maybe, like, a bowl. It's, like, thick. Because it's, like, yeah, it's, like, body is very gorilla-like, and its feet are very kitty cat-like, but it's scaly all over. Yeah, it looks more like, uh, kind of like a horse dragon. It's so weird. It's not a dinosaur. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they have no idea what anything is. So, I mean, you saw the comparison, so I think you kind of know, like, where the mistake is happening. Yeah. They're just wrong. They just, like, made up a whole idea from a tooth. <laughs> uh, but, like, at that point, I think they have more of the skeleton. Like, they have... Oh, okay. 
Uh, and it might not be a tooth. It might be the thumb spike that they find. Oh, okay. Which is why they think it's, like, so aggressive and, like, <laughs> angry. Yeah. But they put the thumb spike on its nose, so it's like a little rhino boy. No. Um, he had it walking on all fours. And depending on when you read, uh, like, when an article was published refuting his findings, some yeah. of them are like, they're clearly uh, bipedal. And some of them are like, they're clear. I mean, to be fair, we think they are quadrupeds. And maybe mm-hmm. they just like rear up sometimes. So we're not sure. So he's, you know, not totally correct. He's not totally correct. Yeah. But what I really want to talk about is I kept like reading about this dude and it just got weirder and weirder. This, and this man with his tooth or bone? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mantel. Yeah. And his wife. Um, everything after. So first. I bet you can guess. His wife leaves him. Yeah, I mean, he sounds awful. <laughs> he sounds like not the best. Because, uh, I mean, I'm not even surprised. He moves to London to follow his dream of being a full-time fossil boy. Ew. Um, and then it starts to all go wrong. There's not enough room in London to be a fossil boy. In 1838, he sold his fossil collection to the British Museum. For, for $2. <laughs> I mean, it's for a lot. It's 4,000 pounds. Okay. So it's like, um, I don't know, somewhere between like twenty and $50,000 or something. Okay. That's it's, not bad. It's enough. But after that, it sounds like a slow descent into madness and depression with no net at the bottom. And he overdoses on opium. Oh, gosh. Or maybe commits suicide in 1852. Wow. Okay. Couple things. That's a year before that Crystal Palace dinner that I mentioned, which I thought was like, wow, that's really cool. He must have had fun. I'm like, no, they had it without him. No, he's dead. He dead. And they're like, let's have a party inside a dinosaur. That's cold. Mm. What? Dude, dinosaur people don't care. (laughs) Because you're just a rival. So they're this like, time, bye. everyone is so mean to each other. They're like, bye. Because this is kind of around the Bone War time. Yeah. Everyone's mean. So they're super cutthroat. And uh, so, as, as a note, his postmortem showed that he had been suffering from scoliosis. Oh, okay. Which is like so he's a, got pain. Like spine alignment pain weirdness. Yeah. Uh, and I was not surprised at all to hear that he, too, had like a Bone War type rival man. Oh, really? Named mm. Richard Owen. Who actually coined the term dinosauria? Oh, so he's an important boy. He's an important boy. He's kind of a douche. Of course, so he, he is a huge douche. Uh, and there was this throwaway line. They kind of like tucked it at the end. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Thoughtco, I believe this is from. And I'm going to quote it, and you just tell me your impression. Okay. Uh, quote. Weirdly, one of Mantell's paleontological rivals, Richard Owen, got hold of Mantell's prickled spine after his death and displayed it in his museum. Unquote. What? What? That's... Scoozy? Ugh. (laughs) I wish people could see the face I'm making right now, because I'm just, like, disturbed. Also, was it pickled already, or did he pickle it? Right? I have so many questions! I have so many questions. There's so much to unpack. He stole his spine? Does, like, first of all, Someone does... Someone give it to him? <laughs> Why was it pickled? Why isn't it in his will that no one's allowed to take his body parts? <laughs> Why was it pickled? <laughs> like, can't you write that down? Who, who pickled it? Was that standard? And, like I, <laughs> and we just don't hear about it because no one was stealing other people's pickled bits? It's like I read a thing about, I mean, it's this isn't the same, but I read a thing about, like, 
uh, I think it was like a scientist in America who bought Napoleon's penis for like $3,000 or something. I mean, you gotta. And I was just like, I just didn't know it was for sale. Who's selling this to you? <laughs> also that. Who sold? Also, who preserved who? it? I mean, who didn't? <laughs> no. In what? a way, it's preserved in all of our hearts. And I was just like, what? Who <laughs> sold this to you? Who is selling Napoleon's body parts? What weird private collector, first of all, was like, I have it. Second of all, I don't really want it anymore. Uh, 3000 that sounds good. 3000 seems like fair compensation for Napoleon's penis. For an emperor's penis. <laughs> Do you want the emperor's penis? $3,000. 3000 is the price. That seems low. <laughs> seems a little low. Well, what, what year was this? Maybe inflation. I think it was in like the 2000s. What? That's not enough. I think it was recent. Maybe they just didn't have proof that it was the emperor's penis. I mean, it might not be a real story even. I just read that <laughs> online randomly. I, I don't know where you get anyway, your news. Anyway, the point is, so the point is, where do I go for answers? I have so many questions. Well, of course, I hit up Wikipedia. Pickled spine. Hey, Wiki. <laughs> you, you search in Wikipedia, pickled spine. You got anything to add to this? Scusi. And it does, according to Wikipedia and... Um, I was a little scared to delve any further into this. Um, oh, no. So Owen's a bit of a bastard. and Like he doesn't have a dad or like he's just mean no, and terrible? No, he's just mean and terrible. Okay. I don't think he's – he's a, like – I believe he gets knighted. Oh. Uh, he's like Sir Owen. You have to be terrible to be knighted. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elton. I mean in those days, not <laughs> <Okay>. now. <laughs> Uh, but Wikipedia has this to say, Richard Owen, his lifetime nemesis, had a section of Mantell's spine removed, pickled, and stored on a shelf. It remained there until 1969 when it was destroyed due to a lack of space. I'm like, he did it! What kind of, like... No. Super villain bullcrap is this? <gasps> what? He stole the bit and then he pickled it? He's like, I would like his weakest part of his body pickled on my shelf so I can look at it while I think about dinosaurs. So I Googled it and Wikipedia, you know, the results gave me a little bit of snippet. And it's like, oh, yeah, Richard Owen had it done. It wasn't already done. He's like, I mean, I'll take it. He had it. He was done. like, "Can you cut out a piece of that spine for me?" He requested. I'm like, "No." Who? What? No, we what didn't. What kind of like mortician or something was like, "Yeah, sure." That seems normal. Yeah. How much did he have to pay him? <laughs> Two pence. Three thousand dollars. <laughs> Three thousand dollars for a pickled spine or an emperor's penis. It's so gross and weird. It's so weird. What? So um. And it's so specific, right? Like, it's so specific. He wanted that scoliosed bit. Yeah, he wanted the part of him that was broken to be preserved. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so excessively evil. <laughs> so much. At least with Marsh and Cope, it was like, let's preserve our skulls so we can see who is the smarter boy. Yeah, and that was like, let's both do it because we're stupid idiots. Yeah, it's like mutually assured, I don't know. Douchery. OTP nastiness. Yeah. Uh, but this, this is, is evil. This is sinister. Like maniacal. It's very sinister. Oh, I, I should tell you, this This is what this makes me think of. In my contract class, we talk about um, when you have an illegal contract, there's two types. Mm -hmm. So there's malum prohibitum, which is just like 
basically just like it's illegal mm-hmm. things you're not allowed to do. Yeah, uh, but they're not that bad. It's like shoplifting or something, sure. you know, or like just just you double parked or something that's like stupid illegal. It's just like just to keep the order of life. Basically, these are some really bad contracts. <laughs> well, no, these are not contracts. Okay, because like, they can't have anything illegal in them. Who who would have a fake contract to double park? <laughs> No, but just that kind of action. <laughs> okay. But, like, with, with the idea that, like, if you went to court with this, well, they would be like, well, you can't have a contract with something illegal in it, mm-hmm. so that's not allowed. Yeah. Um, but there's another type that's called malum or inse, which mm-hmm. means, like, like evil just inherently. Um, and that's for, like, murdering people and yeah. kidnapping people. Because if it's malum prohibitum and it's just, like, a rule, you know, to, like, keep the order or something – then it's like, oh, well, like, maybe we can work something out. Yeah. But if it's Malum and Say, they're just like, nope, also, we're arresting you. You're evil. <laughs> also, you're going to prison now. This is Malum and Say. <laughs> this is just straight up evil. Also, shame on the Royal College of Surgeons in England, because uh, you destroyed this man's back because you just didn't have room. Right. What in the hell is that? <laughs> what? Send it to someone else. Send it back to his family. Or, like... <laughs> To a museum anywhere. Put him in a museum. There's a million museums in America that are specifically for dinosaurs. Send it to them. Put him with his dinos. That's where he wants to be. <laughs> it's better than being in this terrible man. Not just like destroy his pickled <laughs> spine. It's so sad and terrible. Like he already had to be on display for his rival and then you were like, well, he's taking up too much space. Throw it in the dumpster. It's terrible. What's wrong with you? Why would you do this? Why? <laughs> Also, that douche got knighted. Uh, well, maybe he got knighted. I'm not sure because there, there's a number of paleontologists in this and like mm-hmm. half of them got knighted. Oh, sure. Because it was like really cool to be a bone boy. But let me check. Because he should not be knighted. He's evil. Richard Owen. So Richard Owen. Oh, uh, I'm going to show you a picture of him and oh, you're going no. to know right away that he's evil. Oh, he's terrible. He's a nightmare to look at. Oh, my at. gosh. It's awful. We're going to post a picture of him. He's the worst He's thing. terrifying. Oh, he collects spines, though. Yeah, he's just got the dead eyes. He he collects people's bits. Oh, no. Oh, he pickles people. He's he's a witch. He's the witch. Seriously. He gives witches a bad name. That is a That's a bad evil witch thing to do. Oh, he's so He's gross. an evil warlock, man. Oh, no. I think this is him when he's younger, but he doesn't look better. Ooh, no. He looks like a Jane Austen villain. It's really bad. His hair is awful. <laughs> that five head, though. It's like a seven. <laughs> it's a seven. It's, he's like an eight. And I'm not trying, and we're not saying, like, attractive. Like, he's got an eight head. <laughs> he's like, eight fingers could fit on that forehead. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make fun of people who have big foreheads. Um, I mean, he's got something. I don't know what these letters mean. Uh, but he is Sir Richard Owen, so nighting yeah. happened. Sir Yuck. Richard Owen, KCB, FRMS, FRS. <laughs> F-O-S-H-O. F-H-O-S-M-N-L-O-P. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big bird. Um, and he had a child, William. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. He had sex with a woman and <laughs> made a baby. Any part of him ever touched a uterus? I'm disgusted. Mm, I feel bad for her. Nasty. He's scary, dude. Uh, <laughs> so, 
Richard Owen is the greatest dinosaur mistake of all. And he invented the word dinosaur. And he invented dinosaurs. Yikes. <laughs> Ooh, a Yikes. Sor- a sordid past for the dinosaur people. Uh-uh. Very bad. No. But now, for our closing topic, I want to take us back. We're going to go way back. All the way back. Uh, like, too far back, because we are talking about fossils. So it's not, like, deep geological time yeah. back. Um, but we're going to go to like 1676 or 77. That's or pretty far back. Uh, and this is going to be the story of the first dinosaur, like, given a name. Ooh. First dinosaur name. I was going to say, I don't even know when, like, dinosaur hunting started happening. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on what you consider dinosaur hunting. Like, where you're specifically digging trying to find dinosaurs. Um, not... Not at this point. Okay. This is an accidental situation. Yeah, this isn't. Yeah, we, we're establishing the setting. Mm-hmm. This is the backstory. Okay. So, uh, 1767, 66, somewhere around there. Okay. R- Richard Plott is a chemistry professor at the University of Oxford at the time. Okay. Uh, and someone at a limestone quarry nearby is like, oh, here's something interesting. We found a big bone thing. We found it looks like a... Well, it looks like something. You might want to look at it. And he, he realizes, he's smart boy, he realizes it's a fossilized bone fragment. Mm. Um, or, you know, it's, it's something. And he correctly identifies it as being part of a femur or the thigh bone, bottom nice. of the thigh bone. Uh, but it's, it's just way too big. I mean, and that's a big bone in general. That's, a thick, that's the thickest boy. It's way too big to be any known creature native to England. Mm, exciting. Uh, and he thinks at first maybe it's like an old Roman war elephant. Okay. Which I'm like, interesting thought. Yeah. Inter- G- okay. Good idea. Good idea. He pulls back from that and he decides, no, that's silly. It's probably a biblical giant. Oh. And he thinks that's his what he's sticking with. It's a little different. <laughs> it's, he, he thinks that one's the winner. No, it couldn't be an elephant. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, that seems silly. What else could it be? <laughs> what else? Ooh, I bet it's a giant. I bet it's a giant man. Ooh, I bet I just found Goliath. <laughs> I bet I bet this is part of him. David, hit him in the face with a slingshot. <laughs> hit him in something. Uh, fast forward to 1763, like 90 years in the future. Okay, because before, yeah, I think you mixed up. You said 1600s, and then you said 1760-something. So. Well, it's 1677 or yeah. 1676. Okay. So it's 76 or 77. Right. Yeah. But that was 16s, now we're in 17s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. now we're in 1700s, 1763. Great. Uh, we're hitting that time when, like... Linnaeus is like, we should name stuff mm. in, like, a sensible way. And I the love enlight- names. <laughs> the Enlightenment's hitting, and everyone wants to classify stuff now. Mm-hmm. So a physician, Richard Brooks, um, they don't, the, the bone itself, the fossil, is lost. But oh. they have uh, an illustration that Plot made and a description of How it. How do they lose something that big? I don't know. It's it's been almost a hundred like years. It's though. been a hundred years, and England you has can't not just misplace it. Been having a great time <laughs> of it. <laughs> Maybe they saw it. And they're like all these people moved to America, and now we're having problems. We can't keep this in Oxford. No, I'm going to show it to you. Let's and throw it in the ocean. You'll see why they threw it out. Maybe. Okay. Um, so Richard Brooks redescribes the specimen mm-hmm. based on the drawing from the 1600s, and he gives it a name. I'm going to show you a picture of it. 
Okay. And I want you to think of what name he could have possibly given it. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> now I know I threw it out. Yeah. Now you know I threw it out. I mean, it looks like a lot of body parts. <laughs> uh, so they he names it. Mm-hmm. Scrotum humanum. No. He named it human ball sack. Right, and it's a it's a bone. It doesn't even make sense. Didn't you just say that they're trying to describe things like they really uh, shouldn't it have bone in the name and not be named after human? Like that makes it sound like it's actual human scrot and it's not. I mean he named it after it looks like a human ball. That's the doofus thing I've ever heard. It's so bad. What? You're an idiot. Uh, so they name it Ball Sack. Yeah, like and like he was he was in our Catherine episode, Ball Sack. <laughs> or sorry, in the one to come, not this one. Yeah. Uh, and the fossil fragment turns out to be a piece of Megalosaurus. Okay. The first dinosaur to be described and named by William Buckland in 1824. And he's like Megasaur. It's so big, <laughs> big boy. Megasaur. And that name holds. They, I don't think they like really realize that it's like already been named, ah. or they pretend they don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. So in 1970, a <laughs> a scientist, Lambert Beverly Halstead, whoa. Um, was uh, afraid that maybe someone might bring this up in a serious way, and mm-hmm. he was afraid of things like Megalosaurus being called scrotum. <laughs> and he, he writes an article and says the name, um, it, it was used, it was uh-huh. a valid name. Uh-huh. It uses that um, that two-part couplet scientific name, yeah. so probably intentional. One, two. Uh, one, scrotum humanum, scrotum. Stop. <laughs> but uh, it's lack of use mm-hmm. and very intermittent appearance uh, makes it not viable. Because there's like an obscure rule, uh-huh. I guess, for the Society of Wizards that controls this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that if a name has not been used commonly since 1899, uh-huh. then it becomes nomen oblitum or oblitum. So it's obliterated it, name. It's obliterated name. It's gone. And it's removed from the list of just the registry. Basically. It's so like biblical of them. Yeah. Like there's like there's parts of the Bible where it like talks about having your name in the book and then if you do things your name will be stricken from the <laughs> yeah. book. He's like we definitely this is incredibly biblical these scientists. Not do it. And I love it. I love the idea that he was like just studying Right, just like casual. <laughs> and then he found this out, and then like he immediately was like, oh no. <laughs> we can't let it happen. We're going to have to call it this now? We can't let it happen. And like, I just imagine like the thoughts running through his mind of like, I have to destroy this document. And then he's like, what if it's other places? <laughs> no, it's history. I must use science no, to, I can't destroy to strike it. it down. There's got to be. Well, and then like that he talks to what I feel like probably happened is he talked to like a scientist who's also a lawyer. It was like I'll find it. I'll find a way. He he is uh, kind of in cahoots with another scientist, Bill Sargent. Uh-huh. I think Halstead's a paleontologist. Bill Sargent's a geologist. 
Geologists are basically lawyers. Of <laughs> <laughs> rocks. Uh huh. <laughs> but yeah. like, but like, the, someone did like some deep dive studying to find a good argument. Yeah. For why they wouldn't do that. <laughs> like that. Then he suddenly has to dedicate his life to finding out why he can write it. Like, like to write a paper about why we don't need to call it this. <laughs> there are two published papers. Yeah. About one of them's from the seventies, one of them's from nineteen ninety three. That's my favorite thing I've ever heard. It, it's technically co-authored. I want to say um, uh, Halstead had passed away, mm. but his friend Bill Sargent is writing this kind of in his memory, and he's Aww. like, "So just to be clear, we're definitely never going to use scrotum ever, and I want to make sure, like, it's been removed." Yeah. Um, and there was a attempted appeal. It was rendered unnecessary. They're like, listen, you don't need to, like, keep sending us letters about this. We're just going to stop s- emailing me. And the, the committee, the committee of naming wizards, zoological naming wizards, uh, they're like, look, it was a Latin label that appeared elsewhere in that dude's work. No. It was just a label. It wasn't a name. Okay. And stop sending us letters. <laughs> stop please, it. Please start emailing them again. <laughs> Okay, so officially, scrotum humanum simply became uh, all lower cased. It's my just, favorite dinosaur. It's just a term. Uh, uh, the, the S humanum. <laughs> what does the S stand? Ooh. Ball sack. <laughs> the, like, that's not what? This is a star with an S. Uh, and it's great because um, Megalosaurus or whatever it is, it's a meat eater. It's, you know, like a small T Rex. So it's like. In any other case, it'd be, like, a dramatic, cool-looking dino. Right. Nah, boy. Nah, it's a little boy. The first chance humans got, they named something ball sack. Ugh. Men. <laughs> Men. Yeah, basically. And this has been Dino Mistakes. <laughs> On his misery. I love that last story. That was a good time. There's some weird dinosaurs. I can't, I still can't get over that pickled spine. It's crazy. I just don't. You should have. I wish you'd been in the room when I saw that he did it. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, he did it. <laughs> he can't. It's one of the best things about like doing our podcast sometimes is like when we learn the thing and <laughs> yeah. then we're just like, what? This is not possible. What? And then we like have to, re- like you did, like figure out because it's yes. like, oh, here's a random line. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Like, that happens to me so much. Don't just throw out a line about pickled spines. Like, explain it to me. Does everyone, maybe everyone knows this? Yeah, and then I have to, like, go down a rabbit hole about that specifically, and then it's like, what? Like, maybe everyone in the dino community knows about Mantell's pickled spine, but I've I've never heard it before. Well, and it's, like, it's funny because, like, you're already researching it, right? (laughs) Because, like, that's what happened to me about, um, like, uh, Prince Alfred. Yeah. (laughs) Like, in getting yeah. shot. Uh-huh. Because at first it was just like, oh, I got shot. Is this funny? <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of funny. And then 12 children died. And, but, yeah, that's but funny. then it was like, oh, then there's, there's a building on fire. And I was like, what? what? Everything is really bad. And I think, he got shot after this? Like, why didn't he go home? I, think those, like, I don't know. I think those Australians were trying to open a portal into hell. <laughs> they were. And then, like, that one brave Irishman was like, if I kill him, they'll stop trying to open the portal into hell and I'll save the world. Australia, we love you. <laughs> we love everything about Thanks you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Um, don't pickle people's spines and keep it. Don't like 
steal bits of people and pickle them. When when you think about doing that, take a step back. Remember this terrifying Ooh. man and be like, I don't want to be him. You'll see his face. You'll see what it did to <laughs> You'll him. You'll see how haunted he is. Like, he's not great to he's look at when he's cursed. younger, but it clearly... He looks like he's alive. He turned into, who is that nasty skeleton man? Like, he's like the Crypt Keeper or something. Yeah, yeah. It's I thought you meant like an actor. <laughs> Who's that nasty skeleton man? Who, who is that? Nicholas Cage? Is <laughs> that a skeleton man? Oh no. Batman? Who oh, is Oh my it? gosh, I have to tell you really quick before we end. Mm-hmm. My contracts teacher, his name is Bruce. He comes, so he he did that whole speech about he got called out about <laughs> his test by Judy, and he's like, "Yeah, mom, call me." Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "Did you guys hear that Nicholas Cage got married and is getting divorced now again?" He's like, "This one lasted pretty long, four days." Um, I bet contract lawyers are like, that's all they care about is like divorces and stuff. I Celebrity mean, divorces. It's like the re- well, there was a reason that he was interested in it because. Nicolas Cage was, like, saying that they should be able to get an annulment. They weren't really married, um, basically. Or, like, that it shouldn't count at all, not even an annulment. Like, they weren't married because he was so drunk at the time that he doesn't even remember doing it. How long were they married? Four days. Hmm. But my teacher, you know, uh, Bruce is like, no. (laughs) Like, he's like, really, you were too drunk to, like, go to this, like, chapel with your girlfriend, like, who you've been dating for a while in Vegas, and, like, to stand up there and do the whole thing, but you, like, so drunk you couldn't even remember, or, like, that you didn't even know you're doing it. It's like, no, that's not going to stand up in court, buddy. Whereas she's suing him because she says now her reputation is ruined being married to him and she can't get roles anymore. <laughs> they were married oh. for 4 days Yikes. and that ruined her acting career apparently. Mm. And I'm like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't understand why famous people get married. <laughs> wow. Cuz yikes. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> anyway, don't marry Nicolas Cage ever. I mean, and uh he'll if he lures you onto his property, you're never leaving. We talked about how he owned Lori's house, right? Yeah. For a minute. He sold it, but he's he's gonna like use you as an He is that skeleton man. <laughs> you no, I changed my mind. You're right. <laughs> no, he might be. He's he, no, he, he should play him in the movie. <laughs> he's so versatile. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>